Hello and welcome to the 2022 Scary Pair Year in Review. Uh, I'm Nine. And I haven't seen you since last year. That's not... That's not even true. That's not true. I'm opal. Anyway. These, these intros don't always work for me. It's okay. I'm glad that you at least try a bit every time. <laughs> I okay. try. Because we need that, we need that energy. Uh, so... Let's talk about uh, what this podcast is. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What is it? So um, we figured since we're in a new year, uh, we're in 2023 now and things are different. Uh, things are going to be so different this year. Yeah. Uh, we figured we would take a second to reflect and look back on um, the new films of last year that we watched. We're looking into the water into this crying pool of movies we have uh, killed and forgotten in 2022. Yeah, these movies are never leaving 2022, except for today. <laughs> <laughs> you you may have forgotten about them when that clock turned 12 o'clock, but now we're here to remind you. Yeah, we're there here. Were, there were movies last year. Yeah, the ghosts of these movies have returned. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about our own 2022 for a second. How did that treat us? Well, we started the podcast. We started a podcast. That's Terrible number one. idea. That's the number one thing that we did. <laughs> number two, we got married. So that was nice. Close second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners, you know. Oh, yeah. Sure, from their sure. perspective, right? Is that even true? Listeners, should we have gotten married? Anything else happened in twenty twenty two? No, not at <laughs> no, all. No, nothing. Nothing. That was it. Those are the two things that happened. <laughs> and this year, nothing will happen either. We're going to do a lot of episodes of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're, we're keeping up with it. We're having fun here. Yeah, we, we are going to close on a look towards the films of uh, next year, of 2023, that we are looking forward to. Uh, quote unquote looking forward <laughs> in some to. cases yes uh so look forward to that also uh i guess just a spoiler warning uh at the top uh, yeah we are probably going to get into some cursory spoilers talking about these movies i know when we see them on the podcast we usually do a quick mention but we kind of want to talk about them a little more in depth on here so so we're gonna be time stamping these in the description so uh if you see like a particular movie that you do not want to be spoiled for we will time stamp it um also like we'll probably at least somewhat say we're getting into spoiler territory if we are but don't count on it uh, yeah so yeah that's all i'll say um all right, is that is that enough pre- preamble? Yes, yes, I think so. Let's just let's get into movies. We got a lot of ground to cover. Ancient movies. So I figured we would start with one uh, for a couple of reasons. We're gonna start with the Black Phone, a movie that for a couple of reasons. What are your reasons? All right, so reason number one, it's the most recent of these movies that we've seen. Yes, that that is true. Uh, we briefly mentioned it on our on our on previous the main episode, episode on the main yeah. app, um, but we're going to go in a little more detail here. The other reason is because I want to discuss the release date because this is supposed to be movies released in twenty twenty two, and that is true for this movie 
under some definition of the word I hate this release shit. date. If everyone saw it in 2022, it's it's a 2022 movie. You could have watched this in film festivals in 2021. Uh, but I didn't. The main release was in the middle of 2022, so it's a 2022 fucking movie. Also, we just wanted to talk about it. So, Not when people were talking about it. So, The Black Phone, uh, made by the insidious guy. Uh, with the insidious uh, writer, uh, with Ethan Hawke from Insidious. They like him. I don't think he's the problem. Mm, so, okay, I guess the other thing about this movie is that it is an adaptation of a Joe Hill short story. I think that's the problem. <laughs> and I think that's the problem with this fucking movie. Um <laughs> Because... We did not like it. No, this movie... um, This movie is about how you pray enough. Um, Jesus will send you visions of uh, your brother who's being held by a serial killer. And then you will lead the Jesus cops to him. Jesus is real and he gives you telepathy. But not yeah. that good of telepathy. Yeah, Jesus is real and he gives you supernatural powers if you pray hard enough is like a factual thing that happens in this movie. Uh, or I shouldn't say factual, textual thing that happens. Um, I was waiting for some kind of twist, like, so bad. So I guess the 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 other, other thing that I really need to talk about with this movie, the reason I really, like, I could have dealt with all of that, you know? Uh, the, the fact that this movie is mostly an excuse... To just, like, abuse children on screen? Uh, they kick the shit out of kids a lot in that movie. And, like, everyone is, like, cartoonishly evil in this movie, to, but only to kids. Uh, like, the dad is an abusive dad. The killer is, like, a kid kidnapper. The kids are all, like, bullied by, like, cartoon school bullies. He, he's like a kid killer in the way that Freddy is a kid killer and that no one's saying the ugly stuff out loud. But... but <laughs> he'll just kill them a little bit. Yeah. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I think on top of that, just, like, it's not a very charming movie. No, uh, no. I think Ethan Hawke is perfectly okay. I think James Ransone as Ethan Hawke's deadbeat brother is fun. He's funny. He's, I'm glad they utilized him again. I'm glad they also got him back from... Uh, also, uh, maybe they wanted a little bit of uh, it clout. A little bit. They're definitely... This is definitely in like the it oeuvre. Uh, with, like, the kid cast ensemble. Definitely. And... It's got, it's, like, the whole reason it's based in, like, a period piece, like, a 78, year se 1978 thing. It's, like... Did I say these guys were the insidious guys? These are the sinister guys, obviously. Sinister. Yeah. Um, sinister is way, way better. Yeah, I said it was the insidious Guys, it's anyway. It's the insidious guys from Insidious getting the guy for. I just did it again. Yeah. You anyway, did. it's the guy. It's the guy that directed Sinister, the writer for Sinister, Ethan Hawke, who's in Sinister, and also James Ransone from Sinister. The kid cast not that charming. No, I don't like a lot of the kid actors. The ending is fucking 
god awful. This is another movie where just like we were hoping like a wacky twist would come and there was just no twist. I wanted one so bad. It was just like, nope, it's just, we were like hoping for like the, this is going to be a theme, I think, of this podcast, because oh, there were I a was, few of these this year. I was going to say, I think 2022, as a year of movies, is played completely straight. There are no surprises in any of these movies. They are exactly what you expect them to be. For a big part, yes, I think that's you, you true. You just looked over the whole list and you're like, the, yep, like, yep, that's there, right. There's some exceptions, but I don't even know if they're good exceptions. Mm. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, so that's, so do we have anything else on the black phone? <sighs> Your arm is mint. That That's also nothing. That's also nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so now, now, uh, do we want to save this for the end or do we want to do the ratings after each one? Let's do the ratings after each one. Let's just blow it out of the water. Okay. So this is lightning round, scary pair rating system, black phone. Here we go. Spookiness rating. One. Uh, two. Uh, uh, watchability. Two. Two. Uh, Vincent Price vamp rating. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, so that's a five for you, a six for me. Failing grade. <laughs> I hope no one can hear our cat meowing from outside the door. Or or I hope you can. Whatever you prefer. Whatever you would be more uh, hopeful for. She really wants to be a part of this. She didn't like the black moon either. Next up is Watcher. Another movie that's just exactly what you think it's going to be in all the worst ways. Yeah. Um. So... How do I talk about the, or not the Watcher? Not no, to be confused. Don't be fucking ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Watcher 2022 is a Netflix show that people also didn't like. So this one's by Chloe Okuno, who did uh, a short from VHS 94 that we liked. So I was hopeful for this one. It's got Micah Monroe of It, it Follows uh, fame, as we discussed last week. Um, she doesn't do anything. This movie is about how, like, um, a white woman in a foreign country uh, uh, should distrust people. Yeah, she suspects a man of being a murderer, and then that man is a murderer. Yeah, that's the twist, is she was right. <laughs> I can't the, believe the it. The twist is that she, uh, all of her, like, invasive thoughts about, like, watching her neighbors through the window, uh, uh... And thinking like, oh, are they the serial killer I'm hearing on the news? I feel so unsafe when I go to the grocery store. My husband doesn't like me and I'm losing my mind and it's making him like me less. Well, um, I... But then she's cosmically correct. I just want to, this might be like, this might sound harsher than it actually is. But I want to ask like, what is the point of that movie? What is the point of making a the, movie where nothing happens? Um, the point of this movie is that um, when women are threatened by men, you should believe them, is what the movie thinks it's doing. That's what the movie thinks it's doing. I'm grimacing. I don't think that's it. <laughs> because when you watch the movie, what it's about is, ha is like, uh, like white American woman, true crime brain agoraphobia. And how that's, like, a destructive thing that, like, ruins her life. Yeah, the whole movie, you think she's gonna be, like, crazy. You think it's gonna be all in her head and she's gonna, like, kill someone herself. Which, like, would have maybe been a more 
pertinent ending that had more to say about like that kind of condition but it was just like completely played straight in a way that like i don't know how this adds to any culture or anything new at all like like we could have had a movie about how uh uh women can become ensnared by this sort of like fantastical true crime thinking in order to withdraw from the world and be more hostile to everyone and uh view things in a way that's very black and white when they're not like that that is not what we got uh she was just like uh a woman with bad vibes and she was right and people should have listened instead of driving her crazy uh just this movie's been made a thousand times and there are better versions of this movie like way better like every like woman in a haunted house movie is like better than this movie i just yeah not not really a fan it just it was i guess like its biggest crime honestly is it's a little boring it is a little boring i think the people that like it like it because it is a beautiful looking movie like it but i think that only really goes so far when i just don't like what's going on yeah exactly um, I just, like, I could see the bones of, like, a better movie being laid, and instead it chose to go with the most, like, pat and boring and done before. And, yeah, it, it feels like, like you're inventing a better story that could happen while you're watching the movie. Because, yeah. like, I've got mystery brain. I like figuring out mysteries. I was under the impression that it was going to be some kind of mystery. I think no. it's categorized as a mystery. <laughs> it's not a mystery. <laughs> no, she's just correct from the off. <laughs> Alright, uh, ratings, here we go, spookiness. One. Uh, two. Uh, watchability. Three. Three. Uh, Vincent Price vamp rating. I don't remember anyone. One. One. Okay, so I, uh, I gave it, I think, one more than you. This is another five You gave it a five, I gave it a six. Okay, not great. Uh, next up, hatching. I like this one a lot. So this one is a... What's the nationality of this film? It's Finnish, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Um, it's about a... Uh, this one uh, is about a girl. She finds an egg. A uh, big egg. A big egg. Uh, she decides to hatch it. Um, her overprotective and overbearing mother um, is bad to her and her whole family. Uh Especially because of this egg situation. It's the 50,000 smoothie about generational trauma that you've seen in the past two or three years. But I like this one. This one? God damn it. This one's got a good puppet in it. It has a fucking amazing real animatronic by like the Jurassic Park people. That's really, really good. It's good. I, I like the creature design. I like the evolution of it. Um... You know, I'm, like, a little less thrilled in the themes of this one, just because, like, you're saying it is, like, the 110 billionth gener- family generational trauma movie that has been I think done before. It ha- I think it has some interesting things specifically to say about, like, mother-daughter relationships, though. Because, yeah, like, no, there's there's the mother-daughter in the movie, and then the the daughter herself has, like, a mother-daughter relationship with the creature that she's hatched. Yeah. Um... So it's... It's in that way, yeah. Yeah, and the way that, like, she as, like, a, a mother does not have, like, a good model to be a mother to this creature and does not have a good, like, base to work from because her mother is horrible to her. And, yeah. Um, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Don't get me I, wrong. Uh, it's just, I really enjoyed this one. I, I think I'm just slightly, like, less 
charmed than you were but like it was I, good. I love a creature movie i think it also looks very like visually stunning another movie that just looks great yeah. i like the performances uh good good kid acting in this one as opposed yeah, to yeah i mean she's older so she yeah. she does better than if you had like a five-year-old but yeah yeah um yeah i think it's like a good movie about how like um placing certain expectations on your family will destroy you and your family and the ways in which like that can be very specific for women and mother-daughter relationships and it gets into all of it uh also try hatching a creature sometime just try it out you know just do it even if it's a little freak (laughs) even if especially if it's a little freak uh all right ratings uh spookiness three I like three. Uh, watchability. Also like a three. Like a two for me. I thought it was good, but yeah. Uh, vamp rating? Um, maybe a two. Yeah, it's, it's like a two. It's not very vampy. It's not. The, mm, it's, it's European. It's your. It's one of those. It. It's really close to being one of those, but I think it escapes. It is. It absolutely is not one of those. Things happen in that movie, and it looks like a movie, and it feels like a movie. So it's not one of those. But it has that stank on it. You're just saying that because it's European. That's that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gave it an eight. You gave it a nine. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, next up is Deadstream. Yes! Horror comedy is still alive. I fucking love Deadstream. Let's go. I'm going to look at the list of movies. Oh, fuck. There were some good movies this year. I want to say this is my favorite movie, new movie this year for horror movies. Out of all of them? It's close. Yeah. It's up there for me. Uh, I think this is the only one that I gave just a five on my letterbox. I, I know what my top three is. Yeah. Um, so this, this is, n- this is not top three, but I really, really liked it. So this one is, um, it is a, like, it is a found footage horror movie, but, but, uh, in a haunted house, but. The twist is that the found footage is somebody's, some dirtbag streamer's live stream. It's a live stream. And complete with chat box on screen. Yes, you see like the live, like Twitch chat on screen. Oh my god, the chat box is so funny. And specifically the guy is like a streamer who was like cancelled and who is like trying to get back in people's good graces by having a big stream. Yeah. Now, I understand you're listening to me. You've listened to this description, listener, listener, and you're going, this sounds like it sucks. <laughs> I was going to say that. This, you, you might believe that this sounds bad. And I'm here to tell you, you're wrong. You are wrong. You're wrong. It's absolutely fucking brilliant. This movie, fantastic. I had a great time. You're supposed to hate the main character and crazy fucking stupid shit happens to him. And the thing, the thing is, the thing is... Uh, They're just doing Evil Dead in this movie. It is like a little bit found footage Evil Dead, and I kind of dig it. I kind of actually just loved it. Um, I love the effects in this one, too. A lot of really crazy practical effects. Now, I think this is an important time. This is an important caveat, is that we both watch a lot of Twitch streams. Sure, sure. We 
enjoy a goofy Twitch streamer. We think that the nods to that kind of stuff is funny. And I imagine there are people who will watch this who don't think that's funny. I think you should give it a chance anyway. I think you should give it a chance, but I I can understand how this is going to bounce off some people for that reason. Uh, It it is a little bit like, what if Jerma made a horror movie? Don't say that. This guy is not Jerma. No, he's a terrible person. He's a it's a it's like a a horrible person. But there, like, if no, it's like it's like if the bum fights guy was a twitch streamer. <laughs> I think leaning into the fact that everyone in a found footage movie is a horrible person by picking like one of the worst people you can imagine, which is like a deadbeat twitch streamer to be your protagonist. And then watching like weird ghosts like vomit all over him. Yeah, watching <laughs> watching him really just get funny. repeatedly owned by himself and the world over and over again is just so it's so good. While the chat is like making fun of him the whole time. The chat is really really funny. And he's got like youtube responders like if you remember back in the day like old youtube there used to be like the tab with like youtube responses under the main video he gets those throughout the movie and they're really funny yeah um (laughs) it's just it it was just so much fun and Uh, uh, also also a vhs 99 person who who made a really funny short in that movie also and also reuses one of the main actresses who is really cool so yeah um yeah, just a great time. Uh, it, it's a it's goofy, and it's just super fun. Super fun. Loved Deadstream. Yeah, just super loved it. Um, I, I think like my personal taste in horror films is I like the goofy ones a little bit, and this one was just for me. It was yeah. just had lots of stuff that was just mm, yum, right up your yum, yum 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 for me. Yeah. So I loved it too, though. Uh, spookiness rating three. Uh, for some really cool designs, but mostly funny. Mostly funny. I'll give it a three. Uh, watchability. I think this is a four. I think this is really good. I would watch this movie like tonight as soon as we finish this podcast. <laughs> this is like a watchability five for me. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. But uh, but. <laughs> Vincent, uh, VPVR. VPVR. We're abbreviating now. That is. It's gotta be like a four for me too. It's a five for me. It's so stupid and campy and fun the entire time. This is like one of the closest things to a perfect score you have ever given. Uh, it's up there. Yeah, this is. I gotta, I gotta save mines for some later suggestions. Well, again, later selection. This is like I really dug this movie, so I think it deserves it for me. That's a thirteen for me, and that's uh, I think eleven for you or ten. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Yeah. so good one. Uh, Definitely like big recommend Deadstream. Yeah. Uh, next up is X. Well, we gotta talk about them together. Yeah, because... so Pearl also came out this year. We watched yes. both of them. Um, this I is... think Pearl is in my top three of the year. I think it's my number two of the year. So this is Ty West, who is also a VHS guy. Yeah, funny uh, enough. Which is funny enough. Um, with Mia Goth, um, kind of like... As part of an ensemble in X, and then just fucking doing it in Pearl. I I think she's very strong in Pearl. I think I think Pearl is the better movie, but I love them together. Yeah, I think I think for me, like I really so I guess like let's talk about X first because yes. it's first. Um, so it, it, the setup is it's like the seventies. We're making porn. 
and the 70s. We're, we're making like bootleg porn in the 70s and uh this guy has rented out this old man's like back house so that he can shoot a bunch of porn old there. old Airbnb. Uh, and they're keeping it a secret because if they knew why they were shooting porn, then they'd kick him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it turns into a slasher movie. Yeah, because um, the old woman is like... The, the wife of the old guy is like... Her name is Pearl. Her name is Pearl. Um, she's got, like, a weird, like, sexual fixation on these young people. She has, like, a psychosexual killer instinct. Yeah. She wants to fuck you and murder you. Yeah. I mean, she's, like, like, every, like, uh, sexual serial killer that's just a guy, except the, the, the grab is she's a spooky old woman. Yeah. Uh, like, that kind of, like, fucked up, like, killing you sexually kind of way. Yeah. (laughs) Freaky. Um, which is... Uh, also played by Mia Goth in old age makeup. I didn't know that. I knew the guy was in old age makeup because his head yeah, looks his a, little, head does not make, a little bit too big for maybe a, a real person, but... Um, it's a great time. The whole vibe is, like, really good. I think it's just kind of a straight-up uh, slasher movie. I think it's a very successful slasher. I ended up really liking it. I think it's just really charming. Yeah. Um, it's not... It's different. It, it's doing just enough different things that I'm like, okay, you know, it's in like the Texas Chainsaw uh, yeah. orbit, right? Super brutal, super bloody movie. And then there's Pearl. Pearl, I love that movie to death. So Pearl is the prequel to X, and it is about the life of this old woman character as she has like grown up on yeah. a farm. How did she get there? <laughs> uh, this one also about intergenerational trauma uh, with her mom um, and her dad, and um, she's like this. Well, I'm still thinking Pearl's mostly the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so it is about this character Pearl who's like um she's living with her parents on the farm during World War Two. Something yeah. like that. Um I think it might be World War One. Yeah. Uh WW1. And her her sweetheart who she who is supposed to take her away from the shitty farm has gone off to war and now she's stuck here with her ailing father and her horrible mother. Um and she really just wants to be in the pictures and be in the movies. I'm going to be a star. Um, and that is uh, taken away from her very brutally. And she goes on a rampage. Even before then, uh, she's killing animals yeah, and stuff. No, there I mean, is you, uh, an you see... inkling that she is already deeply wrong. Yes, yes. Um, and this is just like, yeah, it's, I mean... It's just me got just fucking doing things. She is so brilliant. I yeah. cannot get enough of her. She, I think her performance is my favorite performance of the year. She, no stops. She's just like destroying the whole the whole thing. Um I think like overall, like honestly, uh Pearl, Pearl is great. I like it a lot. That performance though is carrying it like so hard for me that like I do almost like X more as just like a a enjoyable slasher movie with like a good premise that's really charming. Um, but the fact that like Pearl gets to exist is I think like amazing. I can't wait for Maxine. Yeah, the which next is one in which the is going to be the sequel to X and the third which, movie in the series. Which and... the fact that it's called Maxine makes me wonder if it's gonna be like a parallel in some way to Pearl. Right. Yeah. Um. Because. Uh, Maxine is Mia Goth's character from. X. She is yeah, the porn she... star character. Yeah. Um, 
who is like the final girl from from yes. that movie. Um, so but I'm, there's also weird, mysterious stuff about her too. Maybe she has yeah. some stuff. Also, like that movie is also about how like uh, X is also about how Maxine wants to be a star and wants to be in the movies, right? So it's it's like connecting this through line um, of like sex and stardom and uh, small country violence. Um, and I'm really, I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I'm yeah. really doing it. Either way, Mia Goth's going to kill it. Yeah, she's going to do great. Um, so let's start off with X. Let's start with X, yes. Uh, spookiness. Let's do three. Uh, it's like borderline three or four for me. I'd say three. I like yeah. the tension in it. I think it's really Some good. Some of the kills are great. The kills are really cool. Uh, watchability. Four. This is super watchable. Four for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, vampirating maybe a three i think some people are more vampy than others i i like the fact I that it the, has kid cuddy in it the fact the fact that he's good in it he is good i was it. really like i saw kid cuddy and I was like okay this is a little bit stunt casting but i really like his character I, yeah i like what he's like doing in the movie um as like the stud guy in the movie and you get uh, to see like uh some pointy 70s porn titties that's always fun. It, it's fun. Uh, I would give it. I would give it a four for that. So that's an eight for you. That's a nine for me. And then Pearl. Pearl. Spookiness rating. I think the character of Pearl like carries it a lot for me. I think she's just kind of like a creepy, scary character. So uh, four for me for that performance. I think it's still a three for me for for that. I think that it's a lot more restrained, but it is like very good. Uh, I think she's way more chilling in pearl but there's i think like the i enjoy like the slasher blood and guts bucket of x for that mm. so it kind of they're kind of even for me i, I kind of like the restraint maybe they're maybe they're both fours for me but i'm gonna give them both threes i don't know maybe that maybe i'm underrating it uh next up watchability i was super into it the whole time i think it's like a five for me it definitely grabs your attention um i think I think it's a four for me. Uh, I think it's super watchable. I think. I think the thing is though, like you are just like strapped in on that ride, and you are not getting off. So you have to be in for that, which is the only thing keeping it out of five. It's super for me. compelling. I think it's I, a great movie. I think it is really compelling. I think it's great. Uh, and then last off is the Vincent Price Vamp rating. Oh my god! Five. 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 For the credits crying alone, which people have like memed to death now, but it is so when you see it for the first time and you let the credits roll and you see the progression, it's just like holy mother of God. Yeah, so, th so this is your thirteen, yes, and this is the one where I'm a tiny bit lower on it, but really good. No, I gave it a four for scary. Remember, four scary, four for watchability. Didn't I give it a five for watchability? Ooh, so it's fourteen. Wow. Yeah okay uh so really good yeah, yeah really uh good. so that's x and pearl um now to, to bring it down a little bit uh let's talk about bodies 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 oh. <laughs> a movie another movie that i um, i made that reaction but it's not even like that bad it's just you like know, I honestly think, like, I honestly think this movie is scary. It has a decent twist to it. Not one of those where you're hoping for the good twist and it never comes. I think you do kind of get one. There um, is one, but uh, it's okay. I think it looks. I think it looks great. Um, 
But the problem is, it is a uh, 45-year-old making fun of uh, teens and 20-somethings, and that's just never compelling. It just no never is. No one talks like a human it, it's, at all. It's, um, you know, clearly like an older person who watches a bunch of TikTok who wants to talk about, isn't that crazy? And, like, sorry, that's just never compelling. Yeah, it's really embarrassing, like, how do you do fellow kids script that I kind of can't get past. I think it's specifically, there's, like, the dialogue in the There's a few specifically scenes, a scene towards the end that is... Hard to watch. Unbearable. I, yeah. I understand it's supposed to be, like, a comedy and it's supposed to be a little cringy to hear those characters talk like that, but... And I also I understand that, like... don't like it. These these are also like shitty rich kids in this movie. So the plot of this movie is that you're like, supposed to um, hate them. Shitty rich kids go to like one of the shitty rich kids like nice uh, summer house and throw a party and then people start dying and yeah and they all secretly hate each other and they because all, of course they do yeah they're all like these friends for whatever reasons but it's mostly because this person has the good drugs and. Blah, blah, blah. And they all resent each other and hate each other about petty grievances. Um, And all of the... I like all of the outsider characters. um, But I don't think they're given... Not that they're really given a chance or anything. Yeah, like there are people who aren't like a part of this clique. Who are like the the love interests who are visiting. Who the movie kind of like revolves around for, for a good bit. But it just like isn't that interested in them like the movie isn't the writing isn't that interested in these characters so like i feel like it ends up falling flat um it's not as good as a character piece it's not really good as a comedy to me it's okay as a mystery i don't like it as a horror movie so i guess we're left with that i mean i kind of like it as as just a horror movie I don't think it's much of a horror movie. I think that I think it's scary enough to get by. Mm, I wasn't buying it. All right, uh, let's just let's just rate it and get this one out of the way. Yeah. Uh, spookiness rating. Two. That's a three for me. I thought I thought some of it worked. I thought there was some good tension building in there. Some of it is like really like drawn out and stuff. But like the one scene where they're all like. Uh, is somebody going to kill somebody and then they actually do where they're all standing around each other. That one uh, mm. is good. I see. I think, I think some of those scenes have like a good energy to them. Anyway, uh, watchability. Um, this, this suffers for this movie. It, well, maybe the first half is like a three, but the second half becomes like a two. So probably a two. Yeah. I mean, I, think i give it like a well it's tough because it's like a tale of two it really is like a tale of two movies like there there are parts that are super watchable but then there's like enough things that just like drag me down like some of the dialogue where it's like just takes me totally out of it so yeah it's like a two yeah uh and then the vincent price vamp rating i think there are some people that are better than others there are some characters that have like funny moments that i really like also i think some of the writing being as bad as it is does is take a little it bit camp into campiness and funny territory yeah. i want to say like a three i agree with a three yeah. yeah uh so like you know all said and done like an eight like not terrible but seven for me yeah yeah uh 
So that's that one. I can't believe that you like that movie more than I do. That's really funny. Uh, I think it's just aged worse in your mind than it has for me. It has. I, I, I saw some good movies this year, and I wouldn't say that's one of them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was okay with some problems, basically, yeah. is where yeah. I leave it. I understand that, too. Uh, next up is Crimes of the Future. Oh, this one goes off. Some uh, fucking Cronenberg weirdness. Everything you could expect. Ooh, this is Cronenberg, like, all the way on his bullshit. Yeah. Um, so the, the plot of this one is... Um, with more CGI than before. Yeah. But... Uh, so, so the deal with this one is it is the future. Uh, it is the future. It there is, are crimes. It is the future. Um, human... Is it like... I forget what the exact mechanical aspect of it is, but basically nobody can get infections anymore. Uh, so as a result, everyone is like cutting open their bodies all the time because it's not really that dangerous. It's just like the pain and the scarring that you have to deal with. Um, and at the same time, uh, people do like art by like growing uh, uh, bespoke organs and like doing live surgery, and then and doing stuff. live surgery because they have like mutations, and that's yeah. kind of what Viggo Mortensen's like main character does. He's like a performance artist. He loves growing organs. Attached to this is like this anti-establishment. Um, There's like a B plot about people who can eat plastic and how this will change the world. But yeah, the establishment doesn't want that to happen. Yeah, so they're like oppressing these people. And there's, like, a government cover-up and conspiracy going on, and the main character gets roped into it. Honestly, the plot of this movie, as, in my opinion, with all Cronenberg movies, is a little messy. But where it sells it is the performance, the look, and the, the themes coming through are all just a lot of, a lot of fun. I like the themes. I like the yeah. way it co- I like what it's saying about each individual thing. How it kind of comes together, I'm not as sure but I think individually the parts are really interesting and I like it. Yeah. Um, also, like a ton of room for performances to be really good. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart's in this movie just being a little freak. She's and being I, a little weirdo. I love it. It's like my favorite thing I've ever seen her do. She's having like so much fun with this character. She's incredible. She's like this hyper, uh, like. She's like even... a nympho a little bit. Yeah, for like uh, the stuff that Viggo Mortensen's character does. And she's like not able to act normal around him. And no, she like she's very awkward. She does a great job playing this like awkward, terrible person. Uh, really, I like it though. Really good. Um, should, we just, should we just rate this one? Yeah, I think it's a little bit harder to explain what it is. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like, it looks good. It's super cool. If you like Cronenberg stuff, you're probably going to like it. Lots of transhumanism stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, spookiness rating. It's not spooky. It's like a two. I think like some of it is a little unsettling, but I wouldn't call it spooky. I wouldn't call it scary. Yeah, it's like a two. Uh, watchability. I think it's like a three. Yeah, I think like... Uh... There's always, like, something interesting visually going on. Uh, the mood and the tone is pretty good. Uh, yeah, I like three. Yeah. Uh, and then the Vincent Price vampirating. Hmm, I think this is a four. Because I really, really enjoy the performances overall. Yeah. Not just by Kristen Stewart and Viggo Mortensen, obviously, but I-, I like everyone in it. Everyone in it's doing 
good. I, I, I like a lot of what's going on. I agree with four. Uh, I think that's the strength of the movie, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's, like, the thing that sticks in my mind to this movie is, like, the... The performances yeah. and the themes, I yeah. guess. Um, all right. So it's a nine for both of us. Okay. Time for some... He- we got some heavy hitters coming up here. Oh, God. Let's do Nope. So, we did release a full episode on right after we saw it in theaters yes that was like our uh our what what are we calling those uh feature creatures feature creatures that's our first inaugural one on nope um since then we saw it again (laughs) it's the only one of these movies that we've seen twice so far and i think it was worth it there's a lot of extra stuff in there for you know if you know the plot of that movie already really really fun uh yeah it's great uh i still love it i think it's different than the other peel work so far in the past but i also like it as you know a creature feature i like it as a monster movie a lot i think it's like his jaws or signs or whatever yeah i think it's really interesting a lot of people comparing this one to jaws and i think it is i think it is apt it's him doing a lot of that um we talked, we talked, uh, you know, already at length about this one, but I guess like my shortlist version, I love Daniel Kaluuya as his black cowboy character. I love Kiki um, Palmer. The he, performances are yeah. so good. Steven Yoon's great as well. Steven Yoon, um, amazing. The, and you know, the movie just goes also. Like it, it just, it, there's like, even the moments where it slows down, like it's not dull. I'm still like wanting to know what's going to happen. Um. And there's some good, just like almost a, more like adventure moments. In uh-huh. It. it is like a triumph movie yeah. at the end of the day. It makes you feel uh, good that it, everyone was victorious at the end. It, so all of all of like um of his movies are like all of Peel's movies are about like tough things that people don't want to look at in society broadly, I would say. Literally, you shouldn't look at yes um but like you know like the fact that like nobody blinks about like animals being on set when they're very dangerous the fact that like oh yeah i love that it's an animal performer movie i think that's also like super Um, intelligent theming and how that ties into everything but but it is also a movie about like the triumph of the human spirit against nature when uh like put to like when professionals go to work that's what they fucking do it's also about how we can work side by side a little bit yeah um so yeah i i just really loved it um this is my movie of the year yeah this is my movie of the year uh it you know deadstream is like the most like me movie of this year i think for for enjoyment but this is like the best movie of the year like 100 percent uh for me anyway so we we had a full episode on that one if you want to hear us talk about it more in more detail, but also, but also just like on on reflection and seeing it again, like we still really love it. So yep, uh, scary spookiness rating. Oh, this is hard because I thought there was some really interesting stuff going on. Um, it has a chimpanzee covered in blood in it, which you got hit hit by which ramps up my score a lot (laughs) (laughs) but also just like 
the mechanics of the creature are like horrifying and like there's yes like that weird alien moment early on in the movie that's kind of like creepy i, I kind of like I like a four. Like it's a four. not like shit in my pants terrifying, but I really, really the, love the it. The stuff that it's going for fucking works. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, watchability. This is a five for me. I would watch this anytime. It's five for me as well. I would again watch uh, We've watched this movie twice. I would go watch it right now. Yeah. Uh, I think there's another one that I might want to see first that's come out on streaming, but we will talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so very good. Uh, definitely go see it. Uh, 100% because it. You have not, yeah. Uh, Vincent Price Vampire. The performances are so good. The the thing is, like, it's a little bit campy. It's a funny movie. It's really campy. I I almost want to give it a five for like combined performances, camp concepts. What, when we talk about like strength of brand. So when we were like devising the categories for like what for like how are we gonna rate movies like spookiness seemed like something that we had to put in because it's like how scary was the movie is important for like a horror movie category watchability matters like how easy is it to just have a good time when you watch the movie and like how smooth does it go down like does it look good right there were certain things we need to capture and the vamp rating is just like does it have that about it that like x factor about it like yes it is about the campiness and the performances but also did you just like really like the fucking movie or not like i yeah so this is a five for me. This yeah, hundred percent. This is a vamp five. I feel like this is like the reason we have this category to a degree is to reward movies like this. Yes, yes, it, it exceeds on every level. It and has... also, every once in a while, I will stay. I will say the the Stephen Yoon Park line of "You can go home, but you can't stay here." <laughs> it has it has charisma. This movie. It really does. So it's so charming. Fourteen for us both. Excellent. Really good one. Yeah, excellent. Movie um, of the year. All right, next up is Terrifier 2. I don't know about these Terrifiers. So, listen, Terrifier 1's a better movie than Terrifier 2. Yes, it is. Um, the So, the plot of Terrifier 2, I guess if you haven't seen Terrifier 1, there's a killer clown. That's the whole plot. The whole plot is there's a, cow, there's a clown and he kills people. Yeah. The plot, the Terrifier 2 is a gambit by the writer to create a mythos out of this character and like an on-ramp for a bunch of lore that i am not interested in i'm not interested in the lore but for what it's worth i think the actual scares and kills in the second movie are slightly better the the parts of two that are like one I really like and I think are done well. I think the thing is, if you're going to make just like a stupid killer clown movie, I like the pared down one a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this, like <laughs> I, uh, in an interview, the writer-director said that like as he was writing this, he was like listening to every podcast and reading every book he could find about like how to write a screenplay. You can and tell. you can fucking tell. You can tell. You can tell. This thing is full of shit. Everything is like... Coming back. It's just way too long. It's 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 a lot longer than the first one. It's like over 30 minutes longer. Every time you think a scene has gone on too long, it goes on like 10 more minutes. And also like all of the most interesting stuff is just set up for the third movie, which isn't in this one. No, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to see it anyway because we've seen the first two well, and that's what we do now. 
So. Well, we're going to see it. Like, I want to see the next Art the Clown movie. I think it'll still be a good time. Um, it'll still I, probably be fun. I think, I think, if anything, I'm just a little afraid that these movies are losing their charm and going in a direction that does not make them better movies. If this became, like, the 2020s horror franchise, like, flagship 2020 horror franchise, this is the one that started, this is the one that's going to go on forever into decades... I think that'd be kind of funny. If Art the Clown becomes like the the latest Freddy, um, I think that would be kind of... It'd be kind of funny. I think it would be kind of funny. I also think it would be kind of sad. I think it would be, but wouldn't it be so much more interesting to see people dressed as Art the Clown on Halloween than like that's the scream the, guy? That's the plot of uh, Terrifier 2. Yeah. Uh, I think people should do it. Anyway, I still had a good time with it, but I'm waggling my finger. In its direction. <laughs> You're not pleased with it. Yeah. Um, spookiness rating. Three for some really gnarly kills. I'll give it four for some gnarly <laughs> that, kills. That one girl that he <laughs> fucks up in the middle of the movie. Oh my god. She gets it the worst I think I've seen in any movie ever. The the like mess on the car is really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the girl that gets like yes, flayed the, and salted for yeah. like centuries. Yeah, that that's uh <laughs> crazy. Went, went for it. Uh, watchability. <sighs> the first this is hard. The first terrifier was like a high watchability. I think this is where I'm gonna dock it. Like it because it's too long. It's too long, and all of the like ways they added link to it is like, don't you want to go see the third one? And it's like. It's like a two. It's like a two for watchability. Um, if you want to quit towards the end, I think it's like a two. Yeah. I wanted the movie to be over. I wanted it to be over. Yeah. Um, and the Vincent Price vamp rating. Still got Art the Clown in it. It does. But the thing is, I don't think the other performances that are mostly in the movie carry it as much. Yeah. So the, the premise and of this one. And he's in it less the, than the, the first one. The premise of this one is like, we're going to create this female protagonist to like stand up to Art the Clown. Because the first movie was just about him like killing every woman he, he interacted with like super brutally. Um, which I think is an interesting premise. Can't say he doesn't try. He, doesn't, he definitely tries. I think the failure of this movie is that the female protagonist just is not as compelling as Art the Clown. Uh, no. From the and performance I mean, to the, the, the whole bit. The like, just, family drama stuff I'm not as into. I'm kind of bored to tears by it a little bit. Yeah. So, I think this is probably a three. Three? I like three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barbarian. This is the one that I want to see again. This is another Feature Creatures. Yes, we did do an episode on this one as well. Yes, it did come out on streaming recently. It's on HBO, I think. Yeah, but we also have some length between us and this movie in retrospective where we can talk about it. I I still think my problems with the movie are the same as when I walked out of the theater. I think it's the same for me too, but I, I would still really like to see it again. I really liked it. I think this is probably my, my number three of the year, potentially. So... So let's just break it down. So the plot of this one uh, is uh, a serial killer has created a uh, underground murder uh, uh, sex thing well, in his basement. I don't know if I would call him a serial murderer, but he's definitely a serial rapist. Yeah. Uh, 
and the like horrible creature that he has like created down there uh gets loose and starts terrorizing people yeah one of his like mole person daughters ends up like being a a creature of the house that comes out to kill people uh it's so the thing about this movie is that the first like 30 to 45 minutes the first act of this movie is it's, fantastic it's a master class in like tension building some, and i just white knuckle clenching my seat some of the best stuff that i have watched this year period like i, I loved it really good performances for that part also extremely good um I think it does kind of it it like genre shifts a little bit into more of horror comedy after that point. So it, it which in, I I make peace with. I didn't mind it as so, much necessarily. Uh, this this I think we should talk about. So it introduces this like uh comedy villain basically character who's like a horrible rich guy who's been canceled so that There's uh, a lot of these this year isn't there uh-huh um, it's almost like fucking 50 year olds are obsessed with it yeah um and uh so it's got justin long as uh this guy and i think Justin long performance his performance is amazing you're never gonna get justin long in a movie to be played straight he's never gonna be a good guy in a movie he's playing <laughs> a Justin Long character in this movie. He sure is. Um, and doing, like, an amazing job. Like... I think he's really funny. I in, think, like, a terrible person way. I, I think he's extremely funny. Um, it is, like, treating uh, all of the characters he plays with, like, as much malice as you would want for a good bit of it. And then it just kind of lingers on him a little too long. He kind of just sticks around a little too long. He needed to just get murdered by the creature... Like a lit, like thirty minutes earlier. I empathize um, with that. I also think maybe the the false promise of uh, character growth was also something interesting to do. I think it was interesting, but I don't think it pulled it off. Like I don't, I'm not interested in this guy's arc and the fact that like his introduction to the movie marks like the start of the movie declining for me is just really tough for me to like pull away from. Um, you know, like, the movie just doesn't get the magic back for the second half. And I understand you do, like, a huge showpiece first half. The climax then, to act one is fucking nuts. And then you want to, you know, bring it all the way down I don't know, to, like, yeah. the fucking earth? I think, I, th I think when you build it up that high and you have that explosive of a payoff, it is very hard to follow. And I think... No matter what you and do. And I honestly think, like... Picking the Justin Long character for that part and doing it that way to bring the tension back down was the right decision. I think that's brilliant. I think that's incredible. But the problem was they did not have... Because you're just... With that transition, it's like a cut. A hard cut to the beautiful 101 in California. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... You're, you're dumbstruck. You are just sitting there yeah. shocked at what the fuck what the did fuck, I just What the see? fuck is about to... Is, like, happening right what now. What is going on? Um, so that works. The problem is they never fully pull it back. The, the, the finale stuff is all too much of just, like, uh, here's the monster chasing people around outside, and you see way too much of it. I think, and... you, I think when you approach it from 
the horror comedy angle, I think there are parts that are really, really funny in, like, how weird and gross and violent they are. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, things like, li- like, lingering and giving me, like, really detailed information about who the serial rapist guy was is, like... That's also, yeah. Like, you're in a Tarantino movie. It just, like, doesn't... I also think there there are reasons it is telling that story because it is about, like, this is about a female protagonist who, like, feels threatened in an Airbnb when she has to stay with a dude. So I, right. I think, it like I, think, I said about, like, when we did our retrospective in, like, our feature creatures, it is thematic. It fits thematically. They just don't capture the magic and the energy of the first act. And if they had, it would have been... Like my fa- like up there with Nope for my favorite movie of the year. I would have been so fucking impressed by it, and I am still so impressed by it. Um, I think it'd be a really fun home watch because it is on streaming now. And honestly, going into it knowing that the back half is just kind of like smooth listening compared <laughs> comparatively, and you can just kind of you know enjoy the monster ride at the end. I think it wouldn't bother me as much. Um, so I I do like it. Um, yeah, I I guess I just like it more than you do. Yeah, it's just... Um, and I'm kind of, like, more okay with that, like, tonal shift. I'm okay with the tonal shift. I think they honestly nailed it. It's just, like, they... the It just never got to be as compelling as I wanted it to be in the, in the back half. Yeah, there are things that maybe if I was a genius director, I would do differently. But I say this <laughs> all the time, don't I? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Well, let, let's rate it. Uh, spookiness rating. Oh, for that first half? First half is a five. I think it gets a five. First half is a five. Uh, Fucking chewing my tongue off. You know, I'm not going to dock it for being just like an average horror monster movie in the back half. Because I'm just not. I I still think there's some creepy shit in the back half, too. There is. There is. There's enough going on. Like, it's average. It's It's so atmospheric. I love the tone that it builds. And that first half is insane. Yeah, so I, I think it... I think it... Holds on to that five out of respect. Uh, watchability. Um, this is hard. This is also hard. Uh, I think... Because, I mean, I, I'm very... Like you, I'm very compelled by the first half. And I like the second half a little bit less, but I still think it's a very watchable, good movie. It has my attention. It's not that long, either. I, I think maybe a four, because I really do like it. Uh... I think I was tempted to dock a point from it in spookiness because, but, so I'm going to dock it here instead. Yeah, you can't dock the spookiness. I, it, was, not, it was the scariest movie of the year, if they, bar none. If they had just flip-flopped the horror from, like, decent horror movie to one of the best horror movies I'd seen in the climax, it would have been a five for me. So it deserves yeah. the five. But I think doing the, um, I think the watchability, I am going to dock it down to like a three. Um, yeah, that's fine. There's just uh, a little bit too much explication, a little bit too much just like running around uh, at points doing kind of nothing. There's like a homeless guy that just exists to exposit and then be killed. Uh, I, hey, that's a little bit funny too, though. It, I agree. Like the way, like his death scene is funny. <laughs> it is. Like they, they have a joke. The there. audience was rolling. They have a joke there, but like just on principle, I think I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah. Uh, and then the Vincent Price vampirating. 
I like Bill Skarsgård. I like it conceptually. I like Bill Skarsgård. I think it's a three. I think, I think it's a three. I think some uh, parts are more camp than others. Justin Long, hilarious. Just Justin Long and Bill Skarsgård. Like I think never letting them be on the screen at the same time is like wise. <laughs> it's a gambit, um, uh, for sure. I think like they both do a great job. I think overall it gives it a three. I think yeah. if they were both there at the same time, they would both chew it up too much. But it might. Well, I kind of want to see a movie with those two after watching. That'd be this. funny. It That'd could be, be funny. funny. Yeah. Tusk two. God. <laughs> uh all right uh we're getting towards the end here uh how many, how many do we have left we have three left all right we got the menu i liked it also on streaming it is on streaming it. now if you do want to watch it awesome awesome movie yeah uh i, think, I think far more of a comedy than a horror to me to me it's just a good time like I had a great time with it. Like, it's just a head-empty good time movie. Uh, I treat it the same as I treat a movie like uh, like Knives Out, where, like, I have quips, I have problems with it, but, like, it's just a good time. But potentially the same problems, yeah. <laughs> you can say. Because can say. these are all, you know, rich people getting theirs movies in a very kind of, like, twee I, way. I, I, think at, I think at some point I'm going to stop giving movies points for being about killing rich people and I need you to take you the mean, next step. You mean when every movie is about that? When every movie is about that, I think you don't just get points for that anymore. You yeah. need to take the next step. Yeah. At some point. You need to, <laughs> and actually do it. <laughs> you need to talk about not just like, doesn't it, don't all these rich people suck? I need like some real, some real shit uh, at some point. <laughs> the novelty is wearing off. Yeah. Um, that said, this movie has... We're, one... we're not inciting violence, but we are. Uh, uh, parody, parody. Uh, anyway. Uh, not parody. Uh, this movie has one joke. It does it really well. I think it's super funny. Um, I like that one joke the, a lot. As, as, like, people who watch a bunch of, like, cooking shows, it's funny. Um, if you hate brigade kitchen culture <laughs> this is a very good movie for you um yeah i think i think it's i think it's just a good time uh you know it, Anya it's Taylor not joy amazing always amazing yeah she's, so she's, good. In, she's in fucking everything and she deserves I think, it i think i said this when i said it in the episode where we saw this movie but she's in everything for a reason yeah she fucking brings it to you every ball She's having a little bit of a Jamie Lee Curtis type career she, yeah, going she, on. Yeah, she's a scream queen to me. She always will be. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, spookiness for the menu. Oh, man. I, I, it's going to hurt it here. I think it's like a two. It's like a two. There's like a couple spooky gags, but like it's not scary. It just isn't scary. Rest in peace, Jeremy. Rip to Jeremy. Uh, watchability. Four. Yeah, it's four. It's super watchable. Uh, I think, like, there are a couple things that drag it down at points, but, like, for the most part, just, yeah. like, smooth sailing. Uh, it's easy listening music as a movie. VPVR. I think this is a three for me. I really love the main chef performance. Yeah. I love Anya Taylor-Joy. And her shitty boyfriend's kind of funny, too. Okay, I want to talk about him, but we will, we will get to, this is, uh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. He's going to come up in our final segment. Uh-huh. A little bit. Okay. Because he's in some stuff next year that I want to talk to you about. Oh. Okay. So we'll get there. Exciting. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, okay. VHS 99. I had a lot of fun with this This one's one. been alluded to earlier in the show. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite of the VHSs so far. I liked 94 a lot. I like 99 also a lot. I think it's funnier than 94. I had a couple bits that I liked better in 94, but I think overall I like this one a little bit better. There was one slack bit in this one, and it was the Ty West one, because it was too much like a VHS bit. Mm. That was the worst one. It was the one that was a lot like a VHS bit. The ones that were just weird were fucking great there there is a legends of the hidden temple bit there's like a double dare bit i I just that's just great that's just so fun i was cracking up it's so fucking fun uh the the bit where the one where they go to hell and there's a weird creep around every corner yeah those are the dead stream guys they do the same thing in their segment and it's also really funny in that one um just just a good time uh you know i think like the first VHS movie is like a really kind of mid movie. It's got. I'm like, very. I'm kind of cool on them. Like those first three, I just. I don't like them that much. I think this like super camp, like 90s VHS direction is like the best thing that ever happened to them. I think it's amazing that that movie turned into VHS 94 and VHS 99. I think those are like... I way, way prefer these to way those other more, ones. 1,000% prefer them. So much funnier. Um, We're kind of going long here, so let's just get into the ratings. Yeah, let's go. Spookiness. It is... Well... It's, it's tough with an anthology, right? Because there are bits might, that are spookier than others. We might have to skip ratings for this one because I just think it's kind of impossible because it's an anthology. Unless we rated every single segment, which I don't want to do. I'm okay with giving it like an average. Okay, let's do averages. Um, Which I think means this one gets a three. Yeah, I think it's a three. For spookiness. There. I think the Buried Alive segment is good. the scariest that's, one. That's the scariest one. That one's good. Yeah. Um, watchability. Watchability. Also probably a three. Also probably a three. Uh, I think... Well, this one specifically maybe a four because I thought all the bits were really, really funny. I think I'm going to give it a... Yeah, I think I'll give this one a four. I'll give watchability a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for vamp rating, I think I'm back to a three. I think I'm back to a three too because... Yeah. Some of them are super, super campy, and other ones are kind of played straighter than you, maybe. More. And as with any, like, found footage anthology movie, the performances are mostly okay. Mostly blah. Mostly Nothing to really write home about. Um, but a good one. We like this one a lot. We had a lot of fun with this one. There, in the in-between sections, there's, like, some stop-motion soldier action. That stuff really, is great. Really I pop for that every time. It's super funny, and they had like a crochet ratma from, oh. from VHS ninety four that I really want, and apparently someone sold them for a while, and yeah, they real. bought one and used it for the movie. Yeah, and I think that's super awesome, and they should sell them again. I yeah. want one. Extremely good. I want my ratma. All right, last fucking movie. What is it? Let's talk about Smile. <laughs> This is like a jump scare to me. I wasn't. I forgot about it. We talked. We started so with a movie upset. we didn't like, and now we're on another movie we I'm didn't like. I'm so upset. I'm this, frowning. This is the Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the perfect uh, 2022 movie to end on. Why? <laughs> because it's a movie about family trauma, and it's trying to do a bit. 
And, and it's very unoriginal. And it's very unoriginal, and I was hoping for a twist, and it, it never came. Surprise. Yeah, that does encompass 2022 movies, and, doesn't it? And it just, that was so many movies this year. And we just did It Follows, so. Yeah. Uh, Which this movie is ripping on super hard in a super obnoxious way, and I super wanted to die. The thing is, it's like nothing like It Follows, except for like the mechanical thing that it's doing. Um, I mean, even that's like bad enough. It's super obvious. Just, this is, Smile is a movie about how, um... People who are really mentally ill are terrible people, uh, which is wild for it to be about that because it's also a movie about uh, mental health from it's... the perspective of like a, a, psych- a psychiatrist. Yeah, you know I like nihilism, but this is nihilistic in not a good way. It does not have a good me- attitude about mental health and anything it's trying to speak to. No, it just, I don't know if it's doing any of the stuff on purpose but it's just bad it's just bad it's just a bad time i didn't uh, even really laugh at you're going to die i know that's such a disappointment too that's really sad that's really the only reason we watched this movie it is i just oh it's so ugly i don't like it it made me feel bad at the end i'm looking let, let's not dwell on this one i'm looking forward to 2023 let's just rate this one yeah and we'll be done yeah. uh spookiness two two there's a a couple bits, but... Uh, there is some creature action at the end that I like. Yeah. But it's a very brief... And it's not that original either. It only looks good because it's in the pitch dark. Which you should do because I fucking hate CGI. Watchability. Two. It's a two. It made and... me question my existence. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still giving it a two? Yeah, because I, I didn't actually kill myself, did I? Uh, okay, and the Vincent Price. Vamp rating. There's no one in this. It's a one. The vamp rating is a one. There's negative charisma for this movie. You're Going to Die wasn't funny. It's a one. I'm mad. <laughs> this right. is my least favorite movie of the year. So that's our that's our 2022 <laughs> retrospective. What a, what a tone to end it on. Well, let's not leave you on a bummer. Let's talk about... The movie's coming up next year. This year. This year. In the coming next year. Sure. Is this going to make me feel better? The royal you. All right, let's start off. Uh, let, this, this one is going to be quick. We're, we're not going to dwell on this stuff too much. It's just, this is a non-exhaustive list of the stuff that we're interested in. Yeah. That's coming. It's not everything. Uh, it's just the we'll, stuff we'll that... We'll talk about it a little bit. We'll talk, talk about, about it a little bit. Yeah. So we've got uh, a movie we're probably going to go see in the theater pretty soon. Megan. Mathrian. M three G A N. Uh you wanna you wanna go on this one? Yeah, so apparently this came out today when yeah. we were recording this and um people were kinda like I don't know how to consider the reviews because there are places that open reviews like as soon as you can review a movie and there are people who really hated the marketing that are just like one star. I hate the marketing. So it brings down the score a lot, but apparently critics are really liking it. So that kind of interests me a little bit, but also sometimes critics are wrong. So it could be completely normal and mid. But also it's by the housebound guy. It is by the housebound guy. That kind of interests me a little bit more. I really like housebound. So Uh, yeah, we're going to go see it. Uh, probably yeah this will be the first probably 2023 movie we see we'll talk about it uh also coming this year evil dead rise 
There hasn't been an Evil Dead in a while, has there? There was the remake um, that I still have not seen. That, that was, was like a decade ago. It was quite a actually. while ago. So um, this, this is the first one in a while. I don't think you can say there hasn't been an Evil Dead in a while just because the TV show has been so popular in the last few years. The like has Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Yes. It's it's been pretty successful and popular. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So I feel like it, I'm not surprised that we're going back to this well. Uh. I don't know. Maybe maybe if it's good, we will go see it's it. It's a big wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. It could uh, go a lot of different ways. It could literally be anything from really good to totally mid to pretty bad. Yeah, I would believe any of those. We're going to talk about like our upcoming stuff, and we're going to say in advance, we're not big franchise people, even though there are a couple <laughs> we might see this year. Speaking of, we've got Saw 10. Jesus Christ. Saw X. I, okay, we're, so... We're going to see it, first of all. What, we've seen all of them to everyone's detriment. Um, this is the first one that where Tobin Bell is coming back after his break, though. Yeah. Which, uh, which how? <laughs> Why? How? That man's th- been dead for 20 years. That man's died in they, Saw 3. They decided to kill him in the third one, and they're like, we're going to make seven more. And he's going to be in them. <laughs> um, I really what didn't, is going on? I really didn't like Spiral, the last one. I don't like any of them, Liam. <laughs> what do you want <laughs> the first one's okay that we watch these as kind of like a bad movie hor- uh, marathon type, it's type situation it's getting it's getting agonizing every time we do it i yeah i i like them less and less with literally each viewing um, i don't know why we do it we're gonna see this one uh speaking of bad movies that we inexplicably like question mark uh hell house four Okay, this is going to be kind of funny. I All think right. those movies are kind of funny. So Hell House LLC is like a f- shitty found footage movie on Shudder that we like. There are three of them. There are three of them. They're all bad. They're really bad. They're all breakneck. Uh, they're all, I think they're funny. They're though. all kind of really a good time. Um, so we're going to see this one. Uh, we'll probably see it. It'll probably be on Shudder. It'll probably be on Shudder. We'll watch it when it's on Shudder. Yeah. Um, they're just... I, I really can't say anything other than they're bad found footage movies. Like, they're... It's about people running a haunted house. There's a clown as well. Yeah. Um, found footage stuff happens. The yeah. people suck. It's <laughs> all of that. Like, it, it's, it's really nothing remarkable, but I, think I just like it. I watched all three of them in one setting. I think the third one gets really goofy. They, they do. They absolutely do. I'm hoping it's the fourth one... It's called Hell House LLC. I'm hoping the fourth one gets even goofier. Yeah. Uh, so, next up is... A movie called The Boogeyman. Now, I'm intrigued by this one. So, uh, this is a Stephen King adaptation uh, by Rob Savage, who's the guy who made Host. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know a ton else about this one. But I really but... liked Host. Yeah. So, this could be interesting. But also, uh, the best quality about Host was that it was 60 minutes long. So... Mm. Is that is this one gonna be? That's a great point. Bad because it's a Stephen King adaptation and it's gonna go too long. Oh, I don't like Stephen King adaptations that much generally either. So, so I, it's a wait and see for me. Wait and see for sure. If this one gets good reviews, we're definitely gonna be uh, picking it up. And watching. I'll try it. Yeah. yeah. Any of these, I will try it out. 
All right, next up is Infinity Pool, the new Brandon Cronenberg. Also really interested in this one. This one's got, like, a crazy stacked cast. This one has Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth as the two leads. Yeah. So... Super interested in this one. I yeah. really want to see it. Extremely interested. Uh, I really want to see Possessor as I, well. I want to see Possessor as well. We're, that's that's a, that's a... We'll probably watch that one soon. Yeah, we'll probably do that this week. Um, all right. This is the last one. This is a fun one. Didn't want us to end on a bummer. All right. This one is Renfield. The It is a Nicolas Cage movie. He is playing Dracula. Okay. And Dracula's um, historic uh, lackey Renfield is playing is being played by Nicholas Holt, the guy from the menu. Okay, that's funny. Uh, this is also really funny because Holt is also going to be in Robert Eggers' Nosferatu, which we don't know if it's going to be next year or not. It might be 2024. And they haven't said anything about it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be next also year. Also with Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I mean, he's... Another Dracula movie. He's the only shining light I have in the <laughs> casting for well, that movie. I, I think it would be really funny if Holt managed to play Renfield in two movies in the same year. That would be really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Gotta talk about typecasting. Yeah. Um, anyway, I this movie looks like it's going to be fucking stupid, and I'm really interested. That makes me interested, too. I yeah. always... Listen, I love... A late-era Nicolas Cage. I think he is in his other prime right now. Late-era Nicolas Cage as Dracula is just like, I'm in. I don't... This is my favorite Nick Cage era. We are in the cage I am ready. Let's go. It's going to be fun and stupid. Yeah. There's no way it's not going to be fun and stupid, and I'm really looking forward to it. I agree. Absolutely. All right. So that's and that's a non-exhaustive list. There's other stuff coming out. There's like the new Scream that we don't care about. I really don't care. Uh, but that's the stuff that we're kind of piqued our interest. They're they're working on a new Final Destination. Yeah, that's another one of those bad movie franchises that we marathon have a good time with. Way better than Saw. Way better than Saw. Those are actually pretty funny. Although I do we're, think we are due for a new one. They don't come out with those every single year, so I can yeah. do with those. Yeah. I will watch a new one. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of other stuff that's not like quite announced yet will come out as well. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll keep an eye out and we'll do this next year potentially. Yeah. Probably. You know. Yeah. This is our inaugural uh, year in review. So look forward to next year. Yeah. A little bit longer, but I kind of expected that. We had a lot of movies to talk about. Quite a few. Um, Have fun time stamping. <laughs> I am rubbing my hands together evilly because uh, I don't have to do that. It's fine. But it's you, fine. Bless you and your heart. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a happy new year. Have a happy new year. Enjoy some movies. If we gave you any ideas, like shout us out. We love it. There was a lot of good ones this year. So This year, I'm calling it, is the year of Scary Pear. This okay. is our year. Okay. I'm calling it. I'm not going to fight you or anything, but... This is going to be a good year for the show. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Stay, Don't sound very excited. Stay tuned. Goodbye. We'll make, it the, we'll make it the year of Scary Pear. We'll do it. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Enjoy some movies. Enjoy some fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs>